Welcome to a new week of devotions. Uh, over the last few times uh, I've headed up devotions, we've concentrated on the number five. Uh, if you can remember, uh, we looked at five metaphors, um, and then the next time we looked at five pictures, and um, more recently we looked at five gifts, gifts that strengthen the church. Well, I think once you're in a rut or a groove, maybe is a better word, um, I thought I'd stick with it. And so we're going to continue that theme of fives, and uh, we're going to look at the five commandments. Now, I hear you instantly shouting, uh, there are ten, there are ten commandments. Well, that, of course, is true. Uh, but when you look at them carefully, they are actually grouped into two sets of five. Throughout scripture, the number five uh, symbolizes, for some biblical scholars, God's grace, his goodness, and his favor towards humans. And uh, the number five is actually in, utilized in scripture something like 318 times. Five is the number of grace, and therefore when it's multiplied, uh, multiplied by itself, five times five, then, of course, you reach that conclusion that John uh, did in uh, John 1 and verse 16, where he talks about grace upon grace. The Ten Commandments um, contain uh, two sets of five commands. The first five commandments uh, are related to our treatment and our relationship with God. And the last five uh, concern our relationship with other humans. So this week we're going to concentrate on the first five in our devotions. And for that reason, I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 20 and verses 1 through to 12. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You should not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the father to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh Day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your sons or daughters, nor your maidservants or your manservants, nor your animals, nor the aliens within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and all is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honour your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord God is giving you. 
I don't know if numbers were one of your favourite things um, at school um, or even since you've left school, you continue to find numbers quite fascinating. Well, scripture, of course, does a little bit of that. Um, so maybe we could say it's amongst um, God's favourite things too. Uh, scripture utilises numbers like 5 and 7 and 12 and 50. And all of them, of course, play a particular role within the Bible. When you come to the first commandment uh, of this series of five that relate to God, the statement is, you shall have no other gods before me. Picture the scene. The people of God, the people of Israel at this time, are at Sinai being prepared for entry into the promised land. The land, of course, would contain all sorts of amazing things. It was described as a land flowing with milk and honey. But there were many dangers too, as the first set of spies that were sent out by Moses reported back. Listen to their words. Yet the people who are inhabiting this land are strong and their cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of the Anakites there. The Amalekites are living in the land of the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites and the Amorites are all living in the hill country. And the Canaanites are living at the sea and on the banks of the Jordan. And of course, when you hear all those names of those various tribes, kind of mini nations in one sense, all of them had gods, not just one or two, but sometimes hundreds of different gods. Every household often had a god, a tribal god that was related to their own particular clan. The danger, therefore, is clear as is the warning that God makes to the children of Israel through the commandments. Do not fall into that trap of putting any of these gods before me. For them, the gods were obvious, but not so obvious that they didn't fall into the trap of trying to do a pick and mix thing with all the gods, including in that Yahweh, the true God of Israel. But maybe for us, it's less obvious and much more subtle. I don't suspect any of us listening to this devotion this morning would deliberately go to a particular place where we might worship uh, another God, nor would we set up household gods and insist all the family and the guests that come to the home pay homage to that God. We may well want to learn more about our ancestors. We may even have treasured pictures of them or memories of them. But worshipping them, of course, would simply be another matter. Yet we all know, if we're honest, that at times there may well be things that come before God. And so they become our gods, or our idols, or maybe our icons. 
Here's a list that someone drew up of what they describe as contemporary gods who could take the place of our true God. See what you think of the list and see if you might want to add something more personal to it yourself. Here they are, 10 things. Number one, identity. Number two, money or material things. Number three, job or status. Number four, our physical appearance. Five, entertainment. Six, sex. Seven, comfort. Eight, phones and technology. Number nine, family and children. Number 10, influence and fame. Have a think about those and see how you might relate to them or simply add something in addition to them that at times has become a mini-god that has happened to have taken the place of the true God who has revealed himself to us in Jesus. Ten years from now we'll see The fruit our hands have sown Faith just like a seed The only 